Let's take our Bibles, please. Turn to Revelation chapter 21 tonight. Revelation chapter 21. All the singing about heaven has got me thinking. And uh, let's talk about heaven tonight. We do that for a few minutes. Revelation chapter 21. And uh, what a great passage of Scripture. And Calvin read another great passage about the coming of the Lord and how he's gone to prepare a place for us. And, uh, you know, here, here's the interesting thing. And, and uh, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I don't have all of eschatology figured out. I really don't. You know, I, I go to a funeral, and I find that's a great place for pastors to butcher doctrine. And they will say all kinds of things to give comfort to people that have nothing to do with the Bible. And uh, we have to be very careful about that. For example, uh, we talk about, uh, they have their, you, I'll go to a funeral and say, well, they received their heavenly home. Remember what the Bible says. Let not your heart be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, what's the next few words? I will come again and receive you unto myself. Has Jesus come again? I hope not because I don't want to miss it. (laughs) Amen. And so I don't believe that we have that heavenly mansion just yet. I believe what it's talking about is Revelation chapter 21, the new Jerusalem. God is preparing many mansions within the city of Jerusalem. And we sing songs that, you know, you know we, don't, we don't think a lot about these songs sometimes, but when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. What is that talking about? The Bible says the books will be open. And whosoever is found written in the Lamb's book of life, amen? Uh, if you're not found there, you'll be cast in the lake of fire. But if you're found in the book of life, when the roll is called up yonder, I hope you're there. We also sing that old uh, spiritual, well, we don't sing it very much, when the saints go marching in. I don't like that song. I'm going to be honest with you. We had to learn it in fifth grade on the recorder. And I can, G, B, C, D, G, B, C, D, G, B, C, D, B, G, B, A. I got to memorize still today all these years. That was 40 years ago, and I still remember all the notes. When the, I don't like the song, but there's a truth to it. The truth is, we all get to go into the New Jerusalem together when the saints go marching in. And at that moment, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And we say, well, there's no no more sorrow after we die. The Bible says God wipes away our tears way on down the road. Why is that? Because in Revelation chapter 20, all that ever lived will be at the great white throne judgment. And though we are found in the book of life and we are not subject to it, we will see countless upon countless cast in the lake of fire. God's going to have to wipe away some tears. Some that we failed to witness to. And so we got to be careful about our eschatology, don't we? He said, well, what happens when I die now? The Bible says this, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's good enough for me. I may not understand what that all means. The Bible, Paul said that, that this, this earthly tabernacle earnestly groans to be clothed upon with the heavenly. And so there's something that takes place, something that, that is magical and miraculous and that only God can do, but it's somewhat a mystery to us today. But what we do know about heaven, I want to talk about tonight. And so look at Revelation chapter 21 with me. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. 
And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow, no crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Heavenly Father, help us tonight for the next few moments as we focus on what you've prepared for us. Lord, I pray that you'd help it to be a time of worship. Help us to praise your holy name for what we have to look forward to. Lord, we know that without Jesus Christ, none of this is available. Without the cross of Calvary, the shed blood of Jesus, and us putting our faith and trust in him, Lord, none of this is available to us. But because of your grace, for those who are saved and find their names written in the book of life, Lord, you've opened up the doors of heaven for us and prepared a place so we might enter in. So Lord, I pray that truly in our hearts we would worship and praise you tonight as we hear about the wonders of heaven. And Father, we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen. I'm not going to take you back in the book of Revelation and read about that place as it's being prepared, but we know the Bible talks about a street of pure gold. Isn't that an amazing thing? We often talk about streets of gold, but the Bible says a street of pure gold. The pure gold, they say that pure gold is actually transparent in color. It's the impurities that give it a goldish tinge to it today. And so that we think about heaven, we might, might be a transparent street. We talk about a sea that is made of crystals. Can you imagine? I, I'm not sure what that means, if it's imagery or not. From the book of Revelation, there's so much imagery, but it, it must just sparkle like the crystals. And then we have the throne, the very dwelling place of God. The Bible says on either side of that river that proceeds out of that throne is the tree of life. Think about that. A tree that is so large it straddles a river and it bears 12 different kinds of fruits and all seasons it gives its fruits that the nations of the world might come and be healed. It's an incredible place and our minds cannot even comprehend and our, 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 just our hearts are full with the thoughts of what God has prepared for us. But the scripture gives us a little bit of a glimpse of that day when we first realize the new Jerusalem. That place of heaven coming down upon the earth. And the Bible says, I saw, John the Revelator saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. Notice the word past. As we give you some words to help you remember tonight, I want you to think about a passing we talked this morning about that time when God would come to judge the earth and gather into his barns all of his wheat. And we understand that we are looking forward to be free from sorrow and sin and death and evil and all that is in the world. This is the day. The former things have all passed away. The Bible says that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Now, when the Bible says new, I believe it means a remade heaven and a remade earth. The Bible says that God will try the earth with fire, that the weapons and the bodies will take years for them to, to burn up from the battles of Armageddon. It's an incredible scene, but God remakes the earth. He say, why is it not a brand new earth? 
Because the Bible says in Psalms, it is a world without end. Amen. It is a continuous world that God remakes. And he says later on, I believe it's in verse 7, he says, Behold, I make all things new. And so we will have a new earth. I, I like new things, don't you? You know, um, we, we always bought old cars and things, and we tried to patch together something to drive all the time. But I, I remember one time trading an old, getting rid of an old van and getting another old van. And I remember my mom saying, well, what year is that? I said, I don't know. It's just newer than the last one. That's all I knew. I didn't know what it was. I was just glad to have it. And, and for the first time ever, I was driving. Here's, here's what happens when you have kids, right? You all know, especially daughters. And so my daughter had worked very hard. Emily had worked very hard and paid for school and everything was going well. And she says, Dad, I'd like to take the car with me to school. We had a third car that all the kids used. And, and she I'd like to take a car down with me so I can get back and forth to work. And she says, I, I can afford it now. I'm making enough money. And she says, could I take a car? Well, the problem was the car was old. It was a beater. And I just didn't feel comfortable as a dad letting her take that car. So I said, no, you can't take that car but you can take my car. And so guess who got to drive the beater? That's what dads do sometimes for their daughters. And so I was driving that beater. Well, it lived up to its name. And it began to have problems, and it was stalling out all the time. And, and I prayed. Here's what I prayed. Lord, would you let me know when I have just enough power to get to the scrapyard? I want to drive this thing to the very last minute. I don't want to put out any money if I have to, but I don't want to fix it anymore. It's done but would you let me know, give me the wisdom to know when I can at least get to the scrapyard and I don't have to have it towed or whatever. So I prayed that. And wouldn't you know, but a week later, I'm driving up Highway 3 towards the church and I stalled right in the intersection of 3 and 24. I mean, I was in full drive and just stopped. And so I, I kind of jerked it around a little bit and I got it going again and I drove another 100 feet and I stalled again. This time I'm on the hill going up to McDonald's and I begin to go backwards and I went a little further, I got it started, I went a little bit further, and it stalled again. And finally, it stalled for the fourth time right in front of Toyota, and I said, ah, oh, sign. Praise the Lord. And I, I was so frustrated, I walked in and I said to the salesman, I want that one right there. He says, you want that one? He says, yeah. And he says, he says well, you want to drive it first? I said, uh, I said, I'll drive any one on the lot because they're all the same, but I want that one. I like the color. And I'd never bought a new car before ever in my life. And then I, so I, I, I said, you know what, maybe I better ask my wife. Somebody say amen right there. <laughs> I better ask my wife. So I, I, said, I said, Ida, we, we're going to go after school, 4 o'clock. We're going to test drive a car. And so all I had to do was tell her Toyota, and she was sold. And so we got that car, and it had that new car smell. You guys like new things? Never had a new car in my life. And uh, now my daughter's driving it again. That's just how life works sometimes. But something new is precious, and you cherish it, and you want to take care of it, and you want to, God says, I'm not, I'm not giving you some recycled thing. I'm giving you a new heaven and a new earth. I'm, I, you know, I'm kind of glad. You say, well, I, I want, I'd like to know when I die, I go right to a mansion. I'm glad to, glad to know that when I get to heaven, it's not 3,000 years old. It's a brand new city that God has created just for me. He said, I go to prepare a place for who? For you. It doesn't get any more singular than that. He, he didn't say, I, I, I go to prepare a place for all yous. Or if you're in Texas, all y'all. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. You take that personally. 
So he says, I have a new heaven and a new earth because the old heaven and the old earth were passed away. Look back in Revelation chapter 21, verse, two verses, verse 14. It says, in death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. Why do we have new? Because all the old was passed away. It's gone. It's finished. It's behind us. And notice verse 4. And here's what has to happen. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Listen, this rebirth or this new heaven and this new earth does not come without struggle. As we see all the unsaved of all time cast in the lake of fire. It says all the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And that's everybody with it. It's kind of a sad thing, isn't it? We get heaven, but all the lost forever are gone. It's a sobering thought. But they passed away. But then we see something else about heaven in verse 3. I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, look. The tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Here's another word I put down. We talked about the passing of the old. How about his presence? I'm so glad when I get to heaven, all that garbage is gone. It's behind us. But also we have the very presence of God. The tabernacle of God is with man. The tabernacle in the Old Testament, of course, was a sanctuary, a portable place that would move around like a tent, and that's exactly what it was. They would set up the Holy of Holies in the holy place in the outer court, and they would make sacrifices, but the idea was the very presence of God would meet with the great high priest within those walls. Later on, of course, it was the temple, but God says, no, now the tabernacle of God is with men. God shall dwell with them, and they shall be his people. The wonderful thing about heaven is not the mansions and the pearly gates and the street of gold. It's the very presence of God. The presence of Jesus. Seeing him face to face. I I like that song that the Ensemble Six sings. Oh, praise the name, my gaze transfixed on Jesus' face. How could we ever turn away from the one who has died for us? Forever I will be with the one who died for me. So God will dwell with us and we shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Have you ever met a celebrity? Have you ever met a celebrity? And they're sometimes a little bit standoffish. You ever notice that? They're kind of snobbish. Pastor Harry Strachan Jr. was telling me that a few years ago he'd come up and was in the Toronto area and he, went to, he wanted to go to a baseball game. He had a fellow in his church by the name of Brad Edmondson who does the medical missions outreach. And Brad, Brad's wife grew up with John McDonald's wife. John McDonald played baseball for the Toronto Blue Jays for a lot of years. And he was kind of a, known as a slick infielder. And I just the other day, I just came across a picture of my son with him. And my wife, that was her favorite player and, and just, just good guy, good player. And, and so every year, Brad would come up and he'd, he'd like to go to a ball game or two. And one year, Brother Strachan came with him. And so they, they went, and they went out for, you know, breakfast with these ball players and things. Well, after the game one night, they were kind of in the players' area, and a player by the name of Jose Batista came out. How many of you know that name? 
If, if you watch baseball at all, Jose Batista hit probably the biggest home run in the last 10 years in baseball and won a big game for the Blue Jays. It, it, was, it was something. Anyway, he came out and Brother Strachan thought, I'm going I'm to get him to sign something for my son. I, I want him to, so I can show my son, I, I met Jose Batista. And he, they were out there on the street. I mean, they were leaving to get on the bus to go to the airport or whatever. And, and he said, hey, would you, uh, would you sign this for my son? Mm-mm. He just kind of turned and shrugged and went away. He said, oh, come on, man. It's for my kid. Nah. Wouldn't give him the time of day. Wouldn't even look at him. Didn't want to care to take his earbuds out to talk to him, anything. But here's the thing. The God of creation says, I will dwell with you, and you shall be my people. Think about that. Some of these celebrities are snobbish and they, they want to push you away. They want anything to do with you and they live in these ivory towers. But our God shall descend himself and condescend himself to dwell with his people because he loves us. We'll forever be in the presence of the Lord. In verse 4 I see something else. I see peace. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall be any more pain for the former things are passed away. That last phrase is important, the former things, because the former things are what caused all that problem. Sin and, and all those things that we do, the evil that we, we experience today, that's what's caused tears and sorrow and death. But it's all gone. We don't have to experience anymore for the former things are passed away. I'm thankful for the very presence of God, but the very peace of God that we'll experience when we get home. Looking forward to heaven one day. But then I want you to notice something. This is really what's important. Verse 5. He that sat upon the throne said, notice what's that next word again? Behold. Now what's the next word? I. Can you picture the scene with me tonight? John the Revelator says, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. So he's watching the new Jerusalem descend from the heavens to rest upon the earth. This place that has been written about, and by the way, John wrote about it the first time. I go to prepare a place for you in my father's house. Our many mansions. He's heard about it. He's dreamed about it. As a matter of fact, standing with John are those that have just come through the great white throne judgment, the saved of all time, and their gaze is all affixed upon this place as it's descending. And everything that we read so far is future tense. He says, I saw a new heaven in the present tense, but he says, and God shall wipe away. So as they're watching this city descend from the sky, God is telling them what's going to happen next. He says, I will dwell with you. The tabernacle of God is with man, and I shall dwell with you, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people, and God shall wipe away all tears from your eyes. So think about this, like a big heavenly speaker booming in the background as they watch the new Jerusalem coming down, and all of a sudden from the throne, Jesus says, Behold! Look up here. You're so busy looking up there. Look over here, behold, I... I did all that. I make all things new. The former things have passed away and I made a new heaven and a new earth. I did all of that for you. There's going to be a lot of things to see when we get to heaven, but nothing is going to be better than Jesus. Nothing's going to be better. 
As a matter of fact, Jesus draws our attention back to him. He says, behold, I, look at me. I did all this because I love you. We often want to see the reaction of some when we give them a gift. We want to see the surprise and the joy on their face. Our, our son, Austin, I don't know how he does it sometimes. He, uh, he's, in, uh, he's finished four years of Bible school. He refused to take a dime from us. There's times we tried to help him, and he said, no, I want to see if God can get me through this on my own. And he said, I want to work at it. I want to work at it. He finished in three and a half years, and he started his master's degree. And so we went down to his graduation, and he was already into his master's degree. And we went and paid a chunk on his bill without telling him. We just went and paid it because we wanted to help. And, uh, you know, he just, just, he just trusts God, and God just gives him things. So he's, he's working minimum wage. He's traveling all over for the school. He's doing his master's degree while he's doing all this, paying for it himself, paying rent and all those things that you have to pay. And still somehow, he managed to scrape together money. He bought a trip for my wife and I to go to Hawaii for our 50th birthdays last year. So at Christmas, he says, Mom, get beside Dad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to share on his phone a picture of your gift. I don't have it right here. I want to send you a picture. So she came over, and it popped up on my phone, playing tickets to Hawaii. He's arranged a place for us to stay, a car for us to drive, all those things. But the whole idea was, he says, you go stand beside Dad because they wanted to videotape us. The other kids wanted to see. I think that's what Jesus is doing. Behold, everybody look up here. I want to see your faces. This is what you've been waiting for, some for thousands of years. That very moment where the New Jerusalem comes down with God upon his throne and dwells with his people. And Jesus says, turn around, look up here. I just want to see your face. Oh, I, I want to sing again. Sing with me. What a day that will be. Sing it. I shall see when I look upon his face. The one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through. most important thing about heaven is the person who's there, Jesus Christ. Let me show you one more thing, verse 7. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. All of this is for you. Now, lest you think all I have to do is overcome, let me show you what that word means very quickly. Look back at 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. 
First John chapter 4, verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. But listen to the next part. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There is nobody who will overcome without the help of Jesus Christ. Without a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8 and verse 37, the Bible says this, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. The secret of overcoming in verse 7 of Revelation chapter 1, he that overcometh shall inherit all things, is that it is only through Jesus. Calvin didn't finish that passage tonight. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. And he says, and the way ye know. And Thomas saith unto him, the Lord, how can we know the way? And Jesus said, because I am the way, the truth and the life. And no man cometh the Father but by me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a picture of heaven. I'm thankful that I'm going, and I pray, Lord, that everybody in this room would have that same assurance in their heart tonight. Lord, it's just been a blessing to sing about heaven, but Lord, to understand that we're not going to heaven for all its beauty and its luxury. That's just God spoiling us. We're going to heaven because of Jesus, because we want to look upon his face and worship him for eternity. Lord, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, tonight to, to be ever thankful, to praise you for what you have provided for us beyond our, just our salvation. It's incredible to think that you saved us, but to prepare a home for us as well. And Lord, this morning again, we were reminded of how many in the last several months have gone home to be with the Lord. And Lord, tonight we know that they're in your presence. We long to see them again and know that we will in the new Jerusalem. Lord, I pray if there's anybody tonight that doesn't know Christ, Lord, that today would be their day of salvation. They'd make it settled in their heart before they leave this place. And Father, we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand with our heads bowed, our eyes closed. Would you give thanks to God for what he's done for you, the home he's prepared for you, the blessing of heaven tonight? Maybe there's one here saying, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure I'm on my way to heaven. Would you step out right now and come? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. I'm just going to ask for you to come and meet me right now. That we can have somebody, a man with a man, a lady with a lady, take a Bible and show you what it means to have eternal life and how you can be absolutely sure that you've come through Jesus Christ the way, the truth, and the life. That you too can have a home prepared for you. There's no other way to overcome Except greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Do you have Christ living in you, the very hope of glory? Do you know him tonight?